are you kidding me? More emails. Okay, I'm just going to close my email. <clears throat> okay, I am focused. Hey, it's Lily coming at you with another Radical Short, a glimpse into some of the incredible conversations I'm having with all kinds of interesting people on my sister show, Radical Advice. In case you missed the others, Radical Advice is a weekly live show on BFF.FM, a San Francisco community radio station on the internet. Before we dive in, a quick update. There won't be a new episode of this show until July, but the wait will be worth it. If you stay tuned now until the end of this episode, you will get a glimpse into what's coming. Okay. So for this radical short, my guest is Larry Lariosa, a private practice psychotherapist, community college counselor, a diversity trainer, a musician, soon to be filmmaker. And he comes in to help me answer a question that I think we've all been asking. Sometimes we've been asking it screaming and through tears. So let's see what we can figure out. So this person says, I can't handle the news, but I can't stop tuning into it. Even if I take like a week off, as soon as I go back, it's like a daily terror festival. More like a runaway train and knowing there's no driver and I can't find the brakes. I don't know how to cope through another minute of this crazy bullshit. What can we be doing to make Trump go away? How does someone like him get what he needs to stop tormenting so many of us? Well, I can relate, but one of the things I wanted to talk about for a second is this question of what can we do to make Trump go away? Mm. Trumpism doesn't go away with Trump going away. You're right. I don't think removing Trump is going to make something necessarily go away. I think he embodies something much bigger that has always been there and that that is just now coming to the surface. And there's a difference to me between leaning into reality and then trying to get more answers to questions that can't be answered. And what I found myself right after the election happened, I kept religiously, anxiously checking the news because I almost wanted some kind of tangible proof to tell me how could this happen. And that to me felt very different than wanting to lean in. And I have been that person that can be completely checked out, that won't be on anything, mm -hmm. won't be on social media, and then people talk about it, and then I'm totally unequipped to have a conversation. I don't want to be that person. We have to, on some level, know what's going on. But then there's a difference between information and what do I need to do to 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 do the in my case the work that i do yeah um and how i'm personally affected and then how much am i doing it because i'm you know in my case addicted to social media and can't yeah. get off of it or yeah. how much am i how much of it is i'm trying to look for these answers that you know i don't think we really have good good answers to so i try not always successful um but i try to practice just like for me, PBS NewsHour puts it in a concise format where mm -hmm. I can watch it when I'm on the treadmill mm -hmm. at the gym. I'm doing cardiovascular, <laughs> so my body is moving. Because uh -huh. the other thing is I read the stuff and I'm raging. Right. And I feel I can feel 
my blood pressure boil, I can feel my heart racing, and I'm in a constricted place like the car or BART, which yeah. isn't helpful. But at the gym, I'm moving. Um, I like that idea of combining taking in the information with some movement. Mm -hmm. Like that could be really helpful for some people. Mm -hmm. And then also, yeah, being like, how, like, how is it being delivered to me? How am I consuming it? Is there some blogger that I really like and trust who puts out a daily newsletter or report? And maybe mm -hmm. that's how I get my information for the day. Or mm -hmm. it's very hard to stay on top of these routines. But when I do them, they're helpful, which is like get out of bed, make my bed do 10 minutes of yoga, 10 minutes of meditation, eat breakfast, and then take my phone out of airplane mode and check stuff. So like to have this bit of my day where I'm just arriving into the world mm -hmm. in my body, getting ready for the day before I look at all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm checking my phone from bed in the morning mm -hmm. and getting more anxious or hopeless or whatever it might be. So really trying to even just start by noticing, you know, when am I engaging with this stuff? What are the, what's the environment I'm in? What's my state of mind is, do I want to adjust that? Mm -hmm. Because it, I, yeah, I think it's not about totally checking out, but is there some harm reduction we can do? Yeah. The news can feel like trauma and Typically, when we think of trauma, we don't go to the source to re-expose ourselves to trauma. And so maybe another way of thinking about it, at least what I try to tell myself, is what do I need to know to kind of survive it? And then when does it start to feel like, okay, I'm going down that rabbit hole of, oh, this article popped up and it's hijacking my ability to have control over what I want to be exposed to. As much as possible, I get to control the information I bring in. Because if we don't have that level of control, then what do we have? We, yeah. We're sort of like kind of victim to it or we're, we're having to re-expose ourselves to these things that just strike our core. When it comes to this particular question, this person's so, again, so not alone. Yeah. Like here we are yeah. being asked this question and we're like, yeah, it's pretty hard for us too. Yeah. <laughs> I think for most of us, we're, we're going through this collective trauma. I mean, there's all the craziness happening sort of on the, the higher level, the bigger institutional level, but people are more suspicious of each other on the streets. People mm. are more, and I mean, I've kind of made this, I, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions, but I started this because <laughs> I felt like I needed to do it, which was to look people in the eye more mm. and smile and, you know, it's not going to solve the, the, the Trump situation, but some of it is just giving dignity to people who are not given dignity by the institution. Being just more mindful of how we interact with people, because we're all kind of going through this crazy period together. Most of us have not in our lifetimes had to deal with this level yeah. of overt hate, like on a on every sort of level. I just know I have felt closer to people since I've made this conscious effort to look people in the eye. I feel more connected. Sometimes online stuff makes me feel more disconnected. I'm reading about trauma and instead of sort of living. That we can continue to foster relationships with people and build that and build community and we can't because we can't survive what's happening in isolation. Mm -hmm. 
If you want more help coping with all this crazy bullshit, I recommend going back and listening to an episode of this show that released a year ago, Why the Resistance Needs Therapy. This Radical Short was produced by me, Lily Sloan, and featured Larry Lariosa, who you can learn more about by visiting LarryLariosaPsychotherapy.com. Lariosa is spelled L-A-R-I-O-S-A. Radical Advice is live Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time on San Francisco's beloved internet community radio station, Best Frequencies Forever. You can tune in at bff.fm, and you can find past broadcasts archived on the website or by subscribing to Radical Advice in your favorite podcast listening place. If you want your life questions answered on Radical Advice, visit RadicalAdviceShow.com. You could submit your question anonymously right there on the site, or you can record a voice memo and email it to me at lilysloan at gmail.com. Sign up for the newsletter at a atherapistwalksintoabar.com. Leave a review in iTunes and visit patreon.com slash atherapistwalksintoabar to become a patron of the show. And now here's a little preview of what's coming in July. <laughs> Yeah, this is what I do. I mean, in the backyard of a bar in Brooklyn, my friend Matt and I talked to Jedediah Baker. It's not real. None of this is. It's real. Nothing's real. The the soul of it is real, but it's it's. Now I'm looking right at the microphone, and I'm just you know. I know it is, and it's more than just the microphone. I mean, you know, we're all. There's levels upon levels of artifice in everything we do. This is just one more. 25 years ago, when he was 12 years old, he kept a diary for over a year. And now, it's a podcast. I started trying to write just thoughts down this year. I made it five days. This year? Yeah, this year. And I couldn't go. Yeah, and I couldn't go anymore. As a 12-year-old, how'd you do that? That is the great mystery of this podcast. I don't know. I still don't know. I hope that we'll... bathe regularly. I hope... (laughs) Come on. I do, I just hope, I hope that we figure that out. It is a mystery to me. It's a mystery to everyone. Like, how did I have the, the stamina to write in this diary every day for over a year? I don't know. Stay tuned to hear more about what it means to conjure up the past and why we might even bother. And you'll actually also get to hear a little bit of my diary. April 19th. I never realized until a few minutes ago how truly dangerous PMS can be. If you want to get familiar with Little Jed while you wait for this episode, I say go subscribe to the Jedda Diaries now and listen from the beginning. Talk to you soon.